And joining me is Mark Bayer. He is owner and master technician of OCD Custom Cycles and Auto Repair. And he joined us a while back to tell us about what it was like as a small business person to stay in business through COVID and helped give us and other business people out there, hopefully, some pointers on how to survive and how to make it through. And he's back today, and we're so glad to have him back, to talk to us about all sorts of exciting mentorship programs, clinics that they have available for women, and and just all sorts of exciting innovation regarding electric vehicles. So this is a man on the cutting edge, and he's here to update us on all the exciting things he's uh, they have coming our way. So thank you, Mark. It's such a pleasure to have you back. Hi, MK. Thank you for having me on again. Uh, it's really nice to, to uh, hear your voice and and be part of uh, your community in the morning. Uh, I enjoy it when I drink my coffee or uh, am on the treadmill downstairs in my little studio. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, now now everybody gets to hear you on their treadmills. So, uh, <laughs> so, so let's get right to it, because you have all sorts of exciting things to say. Now, tell us about some of the mentorship programs that you have going on. Yeah, early on, uh, when, when my wife Frances and I opened the business, we put on the forefront to give back to community. My, my wife is very much involved with different uh, community events, and I thought, how can I give back to the community? Because I was given an opportunity and had somebody mentor me when I was a child or young adult. So we found out through Montelais Soul when we opened our business that there is something called the mentorship program where uh, high school kids have to do mentorship as part of their credits. And that means that you enroll with a business here in town. It can be a hairdresser, a butcher. It can be a uh, dentist. It can be an automotive or motorcycle shop. So we started that or become became a part of it uh, as, as much as we opened the shop, as long as we opened the shop. And uh, we had some great kids come through. Some of them went on to university studying to become an engineer, either mechanical or electrical. I still have uh, contacts with them, and I'm so proud that what they chose and that they come back and say, look, what you taught me meant so much and gave me the basic to decide what I want to do in life. And I think that is a great gateway. We all are so busy nowadays. Um, parents are so busy nowadays that listening to their kids is uh, almost a forgotten art. So I'm not saying that I'm replacing them, but I'm giving them an opportunity to break something, to experience um, technology, new or old, and repair stuff. You know, there's nothing better than when a kid comes, hey, I don't know how to do this, and it broke off. I said, look, we can fix it. Here's how, okay? And to see the awe, like, wow, how do you do that? This is amazing. Uh, also, I know in Germany, now, aren't apprenticeships and mentorships, aren't, isn't that sort of a big part of, of what they, the government helps get behind? Exactly, exactly. You, uh, you got uh, that point absolutely right. And, and uh, I'm, I'm sure it will take another decade here in the U.S. to 
implement a more thorough system like this. Yes, in Germany, you will have to go similar to here at certain schools, but in Germany, much more required to do a mentorship to figure out, do you have talent for this? Do you have passion for this or something else? And create a urge to maybe pursue this. Uh, usually after you graduate from high school, you can then decide, do you want to go the academic route and go to university, college, university, or you want to go the trades route and go through apprenticeship, which is usually a three-year program. You get paid. It's a dual way where you go to a business, work hands-on, and you go to school, learn theory. In my opinion, it's old-fashioned, but it works because the country will cover all aspects of needed professionals, academic, medical, as well as manufacturing, trades, and service industry. Now, in America, we used to have it here with vocational schools, shop class, and such. That all kind of got earmarked and put aside, similar to some of the athletic programs that are getting canceled. I think it's important that, that young individuals have a connection to what is going on in the adult life and which direction they might find themselves, you know, to either pursue this or that, rather than, okay, high school, I go to college for four years, which is expensive, and then I still don't know what I want to do, okay, ending up with a huge amount of college debt. I think that's just set up for failure at a young age. If we can go into a direction where we either in high school or earlier, start with a, with a prescribed uh, mentorship and then an apprenticeship program where companies welcome young uh, students, giving them opportunity to learn hands-on skills and then go back to school for the theory. And in exchange, the company receives either a tax break, a tax cut, or some stipend. Um, I think that will help with creating a better educated labor pool than we have right now. And as a small business owner, that's the biggest struggle for us to find good educated professionals. Currently, we have an extremely good team here. Uh, and I mentioned that on the, on the first show that Slate at 19 years old, he's amazing me. He's um, someone that reminds me uh, of me when I was that young, eager to learn, wanting to work hard, absorb all the knowledge like a sponge, and then apply it, okay? And having somebody there older and say, it's okay that you broke it, let's fix it, instead of reprimanding, I think that's, um, that's a good combination. Now, in terms of the mentorships that you offer, Mark, through your shop, are you, are you paid for that, or is that a government program, or how does that work? Unfortunately, it's not a government program and it's not a paid position either it's uh, entirely voluntary we connect with schools such as master's program from the Santa Fe Community College Monte de Sol or the um, Academy de Real I believe it is the only money that's involved is the one that we spend we uh, entirely donate our time to the students we donate our own money to either parts material or projects that we purchase to have them work on. If we finish a project that can be sold, that money goes right away back into the mentorship program for the next student to buy parts and material and exciting projects. So I have a pretty fair stable of stuff that could use some attention and and, and students can 
you know, experiment with and, and learn from. But yeah, there's no money involved other than our own money and our own time that we spent on this. Wouldn't it be nice if our government had some kind of a program where they could pay people like you to bring in, do apprenticeships or, you know, actually pay you for the mentorship? But wouldn't it be wonderful to even see the apprenticeship program like the ones you discussed in Germany really happen here, maybe in New Mexico? Maybe if Michelle Lujan Grisham is listening she'll think about it, or anybody from the Economic Development Department. Maybe they can think of that this may be a good way to to help boost and keep our businesses in business by offering more apprenticeship programs. Absolutely. That's a a great prayer that you you threw out there, and if the governor is listening, it would be worth talking about it. And uh, I have an open-door policy. Governor Luhan, if you want to come by here and talk to me about it, definitely, I think... The money spent on this will, in the long term, be very, very beneficial put back into the economy. Uh, No doubt about that. Everybody's talking about universal basic income, but wouldn't you rather actually have an apprenticeship? Yeah, it's just like uh, teaching somebody to fish or just handing them, you know, a basket of fish every week. What is more productive and rewarding? It's also the other way around. As a consumer, I think you're much more protected to receive good work, such as if your plumber comes to your house or your electrician comes to your house or your mechanic works on your car. If they are educated and pass exams and certifications, it ensures that the work done is safe and to standard. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And speaking of consumers, uh, I also understand that you have a clinic or clinics for women at your shop. Can you tell us what that's all about? Yeah, we have had them. My wife Frances and I were planning to be really active this year to uh, create clinics at the shop, most likely on the weekend or after hours for a small donation to teach basic maintenance or repair uh, on either a car or motorcycle, scooter, moped for women to make sure that they can help themselves, that they have a basic understanding and break the ice of this is not rocket science and some things you can do yourself and create the awareness if you as a woman go to a shop and you get told, oh, this needs to be replaced, that needs to be replaced, you have a basic understanding, "Uh uh-huh, yes, that makes sense or this doesn't make sense. Unfortunately, we have seen and experienced the female customers that come to us saying, well, you know, that shop or this experience wasn't so good because they told me I needed this, that, and the other. Um, And it's sad to hear that that the woman does get taken advantage of. Knowledge is power, and you can just say, look, you know, I I, I know what you're telling me is not correct, and uh, I will come back with a second opinion. And if they insist, you know that, that something fishy is going to happen. We can't afford that. You know, our industry is small enough. This town is so small that word gets around fast. And uh, there's no need to take advantage of each other. My wife running the front end has much more uh, experience with that. And we do everything possible to be very transparent in our repair process and estimating process. You know, it's pretty rewarding and fun, too, to work on your own vehicle and, you know, know which tools you should have at home and and get a little uh, insight of what we do here at the shop. Now, we will plan other clinics as well, suspension setting clinics, 
safety gear clinics, things like that. It all depends on how we can operate this year, participation and COVID. If we can do it, maybe by Zoom, but it's a lot of planning. And, you know, running your own business is uh, it's a full-time job, so to say. I also understand you have scooters available and you're working in the electric car segment of our economy and trying to move things forward in that direction. Tell us what you're doing there. Yeah, we are the uh, genuine scooter dealer for the uh, region. Genuine scooter has been around for many, many years. They're importing a a very nice brand scooter from uh, Taiwan. Uh, All sorts of displacements, starting out with a 50cc engine, two-stroke, which does not require a license or registration and can be handled like a uh, bicycle. You can park on the sidewalk. And then they go up to the 125 and 170cc scooters, which are fuel-injected. And they also offer a little motorcycle, a little 400cc uh, Chrome Classic, uh, also pretty cute machine. So we have been doing this for a while, and actually we get customers that, that pick them out of the catalog and tell us, hey, I want to order this one in gray or black. And uh, Very, very good product. I like it. Affordable, 90 to 100 miles a gallon. And it floats, the 50 cc's float very well in traffic at a 35 to 45 miles an hour. Now, on top of that, we are working right now with an Italian company that uh, has been around in Europe for about 12 years, uh, Energica. They are producing a high-performance motorcycle, street legal, uh, fully electric, fully electric. So no noise, no engine oil changes, no coolant. It's just like a Tesla, but on two wheels. Absolutely stunning performance, electric motor, completely linear acceleration. Uh, They're governed at 135 miles an hour. Um, And uh, so we we are working on, uh, on the franchise agreement as we speak. And we should have some more news here shortly. Together with that, we are planning to do solar powering our business uh, to offset not only the electric consumption, but also bringing the green footprint to our business, showing that we don't want to not, not only sell an electric vehicle, but we also want to offer the alternative uh, charging solutions. We're trying to negotiate with the city of Santa Fe to construct some electric vehicle charging stations on Rufina Circle. Before COVID, this little district was booming with tourists. I mean, Meow Wolf was filled every day. Every little parking spot was uh, taken, and also with electric vehicles, but no charging stations. So we want to be on the cutting edge, as you said, in the forefront of this here in the Midtown District and erect some electric vehicle charging stations to cater to these um, customers, clients, tourists. So the, the tourism, you've really felt that impact. Yeah, like I said, you know, we, we, our summer business is based on, on people riding their motorcycles, travelers coming through, people driving their cars more and therefore needing service and repairs, and it just tapered off and hasn't really recovered. I mean, we we lost business, we're tapering along, 
And by all means, I'm grateful that we are around. We are not as hard hit as other businesses, such as hotels, restaurants, other businesses that are more tied into the tourist industry. My heartfelt wishes that this will pass soon goes out to all these guys that are not able to do business as usual. Yeah, I know. It's so sad. What's happened to the tourist industry? No question about it. Um, you know, we're coming to a close. Any other events you have coming up that you'd like to share with us? Sure. I mean... Sure. I mean, there's always something in the world of OCD here. There's never a dull moment. And uh, our involvement reaches out also into the uh, racing scene. Uh, Francis and I were avid club racers with uh, the local club in Albuquerque called SMRI. And last season was cut very, very short. We had three rounds, of which the last one was canceled. Uh, hopefully this year we'll have all nine rounds happening starting in uh, April. So come on out, check our website for the schedule. Francis races an old Honda four-cylinder as well as an SV650 Suzuki. The female behind the wheel. Yeah, she's pretty fast. Oh, yeah, she's, she's, she's rocking that thing. And, and I race an old BMW and uh, grinding the cylinder heads on the uh, asphalt. Um, we are also on the committee of a classic bike show called Motorado out in El Dorado, uh, which also was canceled last year. So hopefully we can have an event this, uh, this September and then show off all these classic bikes that are hiding in barns around New Mexico. And uh, last but not least, if you are looking to uh, connect with like-minded people, on our website, you can find a link to the uh, Santa Fe Riding Group. Uh, we used to meet, again, COVID uh, took its toll on it last year. We used to meet every uh, uh, Sunday at a coffee shop, um, Java Joe's, you know, Dave has the best coffee, and go out for our day rides. So if you want to be part of that mailing uh, link, go on our website, ocdcustomcycles.com and check it out. It also gives you a link to the local scooter group if you have a motor scooter or moped. Uh, so there's all sorts of uh, community activities happening, and motorcycling is a very COVID-safe activity because you're most likely alone or with your spouse on it. There's hopefully six feet distance, unless you're on the racetrack, then you can touch your elbows. <laughs> yeah, lots of fun. Great riding around here in northern and southern New Mexico. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And, and so they can, again, go to your website to find out any information about this and find out more about what you do. And just in case people missed you on the first round, give us a quick recap on exactly what you do at your business, just so people know what you specialize in. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah, we do uh, Mercedes-Benz repair and maintenance specializing in the uh, cars and sprinter vans and uh, G-Wagon, the boxy-style four-wheel drive that Arnold Schwarzenegger drives around. And we do motorcycle repair and maintenance, specializing in the BMW brand, anything from the you know, 1920s up to now. Uh, we have all the diagnostic tools needed to, to fault coat uh, diagnostics as well as service light uh, clearing and, of course, we work on any other European brand motorcycle and Japanese brand motorcycle. 
And if you just tuned in, we've been speaking with Mark Bayer. He is owner and master technician of OCD Custom Cycles and Auto Repair. Mark, will you come back and see us become a frequent flyer here on KSFR just because you have so many wonderful things happening and to offer our community? Will we will we see get to see you again? Absolutely. I would love to be, yeah, I would love to be part of your frequent flyer program and, uh, and uh, you know, give you some insight about what we do here at OCD. It's definitely not a disorder for your automotive or motorcycle technician. And, uh, yeah, maybe if your uh, audience chimes in and they have questions that they always wanted to ask but dare to, have them uh, either email me or you and we can do a Q&A and, and figure out how we can shed some more light in the dark chemistry or dark science of uh, mechanics. Of mechanics and car repair. And, of course, you have all these wonderful community programs, which are just fantastic for our young people and our women and, of course, all our, our, our motorcycle enthusiasts out there. So thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I appreciate the time, MK. Yes, it's been a real pleasure. Congratulations for all of what you've been able to accomplish and are doing. Again, thank you so much, MK. Great chatting with you.
Thank you.